The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I am Joe DeLeo and joined by Nick Filato and Chris Flum for a quick hit update on a news story that surfaced for the New York Giants. We have a trade, another trade. Dave Gittleman adds to his list of transactions and moves that he has done over this offseason, that being for offensive lineman Billy Price from the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to get to that trade very very soon before we do be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a five star review so guys today all we're doing is reacting to this trade as it is a bit of a surprising move and i think that what makes this deal a bit more intriguing is not so much that they traded for billy price but the fact that they traded away bj hill who we have only talked up as a very key integral part as a rotational defensive lineman it seems like Maybe they felt, well, we're not going to get him on the field that much. He looks very good. He's not going to really fit for our lineup, so we might as well try to move him somewhere that is willing to give us some assets for. And that trade includes a conditional seventh-round pick and B.J. Hill for former first-round offensive lineman Billy Price out of Ohio State. Billy Price has struggled since entering the league, and many have uh, pretty much called into question (laughs) uh, the sense behind making this trade but here it is nonetheless the Giants we talked about them needing to add some potential depth on this roster and uh, specifically for the offensive line and here it is so I want to first get into really quick with this stuff is what are our thoughts on Billy Price just overall as a player and then after that we'll take some time to talk about where maybe he fits into the lineup and if he'll actually start or not so Nick, let's go to you first. We know that you took some time to watch the film. What are your thoughts on Price as an offensive lineman? First off, I want to say I believe B.J. Hill is probably a better player overall than Billy Price. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing because Joe and I said the exact same thing before you hopped on. (laughs) I I figured. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to tell that, but that's... I don't want to knock Price because of that because offensive linemen are obviously weighted heavily 
uh, and in a much more um, they're much more hard to come by than a defensive lineman. So you have to take that into account. You have to take context into account just in general because the Giants have a lot of defensive linemen who are of high quality for that we projected to make this roster outside of B.J. Hill. And then you had David Moa and Raymond Johnson III, who had really, really good camps. So the Giants were in the position to part ways with Hill to upgrade a position that significantly needs upgrading. Now, since we're going to dive into, I guess, the evaluatory perspective of Billy Price, I'll get into it right now. I think he is, uh, he's not a great athlete. I think as a run blocker, and it's going to sound similar to Shane Lemieux, I think he's a better run blocker than he is a pass protector, but I don't think he's a terrible pass protector either. I just think he's one that's somewhat athletically limited. I think he does well using leverage and exploding through his hips in the run game and being a solid run blocker. But I do feel like, similar to Shane Lemieux, when he tries to land his hands on the breastplate of opposing defenders and he doesn't initially, then he significantly struggles to kind of reestablish his hands after he loses right off the snap. If he doesn't dictate the snap, then it can be a little bit precarious for a player like Billy Price, which is unfortunate. But overall, I think the Giants landed a player who has solid play strength, who can hold up in a multiple multiple types of running schemes, isn't going to be a huge difference maker as a pass protector, but should be an upgrade over anybody you have that isn't a starter on the Giants. And then the whole argument about is he a better pass protector than Shane Lemieux comes into the equation, and that's something we'll probably be talking about up until week one. I'm probably not quite there yet, to be honest, but Shane Lemieux isn't a great pass protector either. If I had to assign, I guess, quote-unquote grades to uh, their to what Billy Price does, I would say that he is probably a solid overall run blocker and an adequate pass blocker, so a little bit below what he is as a run blocker. Chris, what about you, bro? I, I saw a lot of the same things. Uh, the one thing that kind of stood out to me with price is just inconsistency mm-hmm. i noticed that he has some really nice reps uh i actually saw him st- i went back to 2019 when he was at guard and i watched the rams game i actually watched him hold up to aaron donald in a one-on-one matchup and yeah that is not easy so when he's good he can be very good the problem is is he you just never quite know which billy price you're going to get because I, I i also saw reps where he would drop his head and lunge Mm -hmm. just straight at the guy in front of him in fact there was another running play where uh the Bengals did wind up i believe it was converting either a third and one or a fourth and one but price had absolutely nothing to do with it he missed his man completely and wound up on the ground five yards past the line of scrimmage you know it almost looked like he was taking a racing dive into a pool (laughs) so those are kind of the two extremes that you're going to get from him. Yeah, I think I noticed the lunging a little bit more from him at center, just because that is, as you said, he's a limited athlete, and that is difficult to snap the ball, get your hands up, especially when you're faced with a nose tackle, a true nose tackle. Now, his pass protection, I didn't hate it. Yeah, I felt that when he was able to stay balanced... Uh, as you said, he was able to initiate contact. He wasn't forced to move too much or react too much to speed. It, he was solid. He could mirror his man. He could stay in front of him. He 
if he got pushed back, he has enough of an anchor, enough play strength to make the defensive tackle work for it. Yeah, you know, he he wasn't an easy win for uh, when he wasn't being bad. He wasn't an easy win for the guy in front of him. Uh, I'll put it that way. Now, I also, like I said before, I agree with you. Uh, B.J. Hill, I think, is the better player of the two. But you know, the Giants also kind of kind to seem to be over Hill. You know, we've seen his snap count drop. You know precipitously over the last three years he's averaged over the last two years about 35 tackles and a sack uh, basically whatever snaps he was getting as a starter evaporated when the giants brought in leonard williams those snaps basically went to williams and he was a almost an afterthought in the rotation and as you said with the young guys they have stepping up you know he became kind of an expendable piece and so the giants are trading a young defensive lineman on an expiring contract for a young offensive lineman on an expiring contract. And as we saw against, against the Patriots last night, they need all the young help at offensive line they can get. Now it it really remains to be seen how much help price will provide. It does remain to be seen and you're right on the pass protection. I think he can do enough and one thing, though, uh, did you watch the Philadelphia game against Fletcher Cox in overtime? Uh, no, that one I didn't get to. Yeah, so against top competition when he's fatigued, although so was Fletcher Cox, it, it was not pretty. There was several third and longs when, where, you know, obviously Fletcher Cox can pin his ears back in those situations where he just ran right through Billy Price. And, and that was probably the most concerning game I saw from a pass protection standpoint. But a lot of it was down the stretch of the game and not as much during the uh, the early portions of the game. And that's one of the 2020 games where I believe Price played a significant amount of snaps because a lot of the other ones, he was just kind of filling in for injured players along the offensive line, either at center or at right guard for 2020. and 2019, he played a lot of left guard. So I love that positional versatility that he offers. But I, uh, I would say, I think you nailed it with the, he does enough in pass protection. He's not going to be an easy win, but if he's going up against... Really, really good competition, experienced competition, especially guys who are bursty and can convert speed to power and are really quick with their hands, who keep their own chests clean, then I think that can pose a problem for a player like Billy Price because, as I said before, if he doesn't make that initial contact on the chest, then he's left scrambling a lot. And you know what? He gets kind of creative sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I, I like that. He gets a little bit creative sometimes, but it's still like there's a reason why he's available. And the Cincinnati Bengals, he he didn't live up to expectations there. At the end of the day, I like this trade. You part of ways with a seventh and a guy who's a good player, but is kind of buried on the depth chart. You need to add bodies to this offensive line room. You did. This is a 26-year-old with first-round pedigree. I like all of those things. Hopefully this fresh start can work well for him. Hopefully he can become technically a little bit more sound. I don't think he's a bad football player, but he's also not a great football player. And and speaking on adding that depth, I think that that opens up the conversation for where we think he fits in now at this Giants offensive line. We're going to get to that very shortly after a very quick commercial break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So you guys on a, you know, a tight window did a fantastic job of looking at the film and getting a, a clear indication of what to expect from Billy Price, a guy who has a first first round level of talent coming out of Ohio State. And as you basically highlighted in this last few seconds of your uh, point there, Nick, has not necessarily lived up to those expectations of being a first-rounder. You're hoping to get a guy that is a high-level, consistent starter, not somebody you're dealing after three years for somebody else's backup defensive lineman. But now here we are with the Giants who are inconsistent at the interior. Their depth at the offensive line is questionable. And we spent a lot of the offseason saying to ourselves on this show how do we think that the interior is going to look? We pretty much can assume that Nick Gates was going to be the center, but we were questioning if it was going to be uh, Shane Lemieux and Will Hernandez. Now they go out and bring in Billy Price, who has played center his entire time with the Bengals. He played center in college, six foot four, 300 pounds, has the build to maybe play some guard. So I think that we kind of have to toss around the thought here. Is this strictly going to be a backup guy on this Giants team? Or are we going to actually see maybe some competition for uh, him playing guard? Do they move Nick Gates over to guard and ask Billy Price to play center? I feel like there's a multitude of scenarios here that we won't, we won't even really know for sure until we see what happens week one. But if we were to project, what do you guys think? So Billy Price was having a really good camp by all the beats at the Cincinnati Bengals. I think a lot of them are actually surprised that the Bengals traded him with Trey uh, Pipkins coming off the uh, – the injury because I think he tore his ACL last season, if I'm not mistaken there. Maybe someone bet me there. But <laughs> I, I think Billy Price is going to end up starting as a backup. But the weird thing about the situation is Shane Lemieux, we're not 100% certain how healthy he is. So that has to be weighed into this as well. But if Shane Lemieux is fully healthy, I think it's going to be Lemieux, Gates, and Will Hernandez to start. But if Lemieux keeps showing all of the struggles that he had in 2020, specifically in terms of pass protection, then I wouldn't be shocked to see Billy Price quickly kind of work his way in there. And we can also see what Joe Judge did in 2020 actually happening too, where we see a platoon of guys going in there. Sometimes you may see if Matt Parrott and Shane Lemieux end up starting, you may see, you know, by the third series, Nate Solder in there at right tackle along with Billy price so that we could see some creative things like that possibly happen yeah i'm right there with you with price starting as a backup uh we saw ted larson get hurt we haven't gotten an update on that injury at least not that i've seen 
And, you know, the Giants used him as a starter at left guard. They moved him over, had him play center. Yeah, that kind of versatility is really useful for roster construction, especially on game day where you don't need to have eight offensive linemen activated. You can just get away with seven, which gives you that extra spot for a special teamer or an extra wide receiver, an extra extra defensive back, extra edge rusher, whatever you happen to need that day. Yeah, having Billy Price who can play all three interior spots, that gives you a lot of flexibility and more of a level of comfort than what you might have had otherwise. I'm looking at week three. You know, the Giants have the Denver Broncos in week one, then short turnaround, they're playing Washington with that defensive front on Thursday night in week two. Yeah, we could see Lemieux struggle. And I think at that point, the competition is on. We could see Price replace Lemieux at left guard just straight up. We could see the Giants try Nick Gates at left guard. You know, we've seen Gates play right guard you know, in relief of Kevin Zeitler. Well, he was hurt a couple years ago, and he did that well. So maybe they move Nick Gates over to, the, over to guard and let Billy Price, who has you know, most of his experience is at center. But then, you know, that might depend on how quickly he's able to pick up just the pass protections, the, the language of this offense. I would look for him at guard first, but the versatility, you, know, you have to keep all your options open, I think. So certainly we can see here not a ton of certainty on exactly where Billy Price could be lining up. And it sounds like we're in a pretty much a consensus here that it, it makes the most sense for him to start out as a backup and maybe he works his way into the lineup, but because of how the Giants' offensive line is currently structured, we probably won't know for a bit his role on this offensive line. So that is you know, our thoughts on the Giants' move to acquire former first-round offensive lineman Billy Price. We will obviously you know, be monitoring that, see what happens with that Price move. We're also going to be coming at you with a full roster breakdown show so that is going to be expected uh, as soon as we know what the final cuts are we will be reacting to the final 53 man roster folks be sure to hit the subscribe button leave us a five-star review to stay up to date on everything and then also head to bigblueview.com for more giants news and analysis have a wonderful rest of your day folks and we'll talk to you soon